0: Welcome to the Planet Waves StarCast for Wednesday, the 4th of August, 2021. My name is Eric Francis Coppolino, the host of Planet and the author of the Planet Waves Horoscope, currently on break. The monthly horoscope should be coming out any day now. It's coming together on our end. We're working on the art. I'm working on the interpretations. The article is done to those who are bated expectancy, thank you for your patience while I do a little bit of resetting myself, my various bodies, and my publishing schedule. All right, so we begin tonight's program with the moon in very late Gemini coming out of a trine to Jupiter. Jupiter is in the last degree of air sign Aquarius. The moon is in the last degree of air sign Gemini. And uh, so there, there is therefore a very short kind of non-existent moon void. Uh, though the uh, the time we are in, the let's say these uh, couple of weeks or so, certainly have that very edgy feeling of Jupiter hanging out in the last degree of Aquarius. Now, just to catch you up on that, Jupiter entered Aquarius in mid December of 2020. Uh, And then it went zooming across Aquarius and it jumped into uh, Pisces in May, stayed in Pisces for a couple of months, made a retrograde, and then um, approximately last week uh, entered, re-entered Aquarius. Jupiter takes about one year on average to go through a sign, and uh, sometimes it splits that up between two signs. So it's going to do... Aquarius, then Pisces, then Aquarius, then Pisces and then it will um, move on to Aries next May. So uh, it is uh, somewhat rare to have Jupiter and Saturn uh, in the same sign uh, which they are now, that being Aquarius. it's uh, r- rare that uh, they are in any one sign together even though they may they do spend some time in the same sign, every 20 years that jumps all over the place so in recent conjunctions uh for example in the early 80s it was in libra um in uh 2000 it was in taurus and then the conjunction in 2021 uh it was in aquarius so uh you know you have to check the ephemeris to see where it's going to be but in any event it is uh, rare to have jupiter and saturn together In Aquarius, and if you're wondering what that is about, you really need to look no further than the unbelievable social pressure uh, being laid on people right now. This just uh, ridiculous pressure to conform. Doesn't matter what to conform uh, might the thing to be conforming to might be. It is. It is uh, anything uh, would be ridiculous. But this happens to be a particularly ridiculous thing to be coercing uh, all of these societies in the world uh, to conform to. That's what this is about. Now, uh, before I go on with the aspects of the next few days, this uh, powerful presence in Aquarius uh, where the, the group and the supposed needs of the community and all that stuff are supposed to uh, reign supreme, and you're supposed to give up your individuality and your identity and sacrifice and surrender everything, and anyone who wants to be an individual is supposedly a bad person. They've been working on this one uh, for a while. They've got you know a couple of advertising agencies uh, figuring out the right lang- language that will push people's buttons. Running counterpoint to that is Chiron in Aries. Chiron's a slow mover in Aries. Takes nine years to go through Aries. Goes through some of the other signs a lot quicker. But when it comes to this side of the solar system, it does not move fast. And that means it is powerful. In astrology, powerful means slow. And that's what we're getting with Chiron. And Chiron's presence in Aries is a reminder that you cannot be anyone but yourself. You simply must be yourself. There is n- no way to really sacrifice yourself. That's ridiculous. It doesn't ever happen. You can think you're doing it. You you can be told you're doing it. You can be told you're a bad person if you don't pretend to do it. But in the end, you are yourself and you are responsible for your choices The thing about Chiron and Aries is that while seen one way, it is susceptible to forming little tribes and special interest groups. It's also given to people rising above that and standing in their truth. And the thing about standing in your truth, which is always the subject of so much propaganda, is that standing in your truth doesn't mean that Anybody's going to agree with you. In fact, if people agree with you, it's unlikely that you're standing in your truth. You probably haven't even questioned it. So there's no way to say simultaneously, stand in your truth, do what everyone else does, believe what everyone else believes. This is one of those contradictions like conforming to the nonconformists. That's pretty much exactly what it is. All right, having uh, inserted that Chiron in Aries, Advertorial: The moon moves into the cardinal sign Cancer at five sixteen. Actually, five seventeen. It's five sixteen and fifty-eight seconds, to be precise. We can do this thanks to computers. Really, for the first time in history, the past uh, thirty or forty years. Okay, so um, so the moon moves into uh, the sign Cancer at five seventeen p.m. Eastern Daylight. By the way, all. Of the times in this podcast are in Eastern Time, uh, so the moon moving through the cardinal signs means, for example, that the, the first thing it does is it's going to make a, an opposition to a, a point called Ixion, uh, with which is uh, all about the ick in Ixion. And that's a that's the mean people suck planet. And then it's going to make an opposition to Pholus. That is the kind of thing where you might notice that you are kind of going out of emotional control. So, while you don't want to necessarily, you know, in, insert some uh, crazy glue up your butt and sit straight and tall. Uh, be mindful of the things that push your buttons. And I would note that though it is only a Wednesday night drinking and Pholus don't really mix. So I'm always cautious about that when there's a powerful powerful Pholus aspect to uh, alert people to this uh, alcohol theme of Pholus. The out-of-control concept of Pholus has everything in this myth of Pholus, which is related to the myth of Chiron, uh, everything to do with uh, with with drinking and the effects of wine, which means alcohol, subtle and otherwise. Now the next uh, the the next significant aspect, that means significant in my opinion, is a square. It's a series of squares on uh, Thursday afternoon. First, Moon Square Selacia, and Moon Square Chiron. Both of these are planets associated with healing. Selacia is about the form of healing known as cultivating sexual maturity, I would ask, what does that term mean to you? Take it apart. What does sexual mean to you? What does maturity mean to you? What does salacious mean to you? Clue. That which is salacious is not about maturity, not about healing and actually not about sex. Followed by the moon making a square to Chiron. Moon and Cancer making a square to Chiron and Aries can have some mommy issues, the needing for attention. This can uh, often swim around with various unresolved issues associated with uh, emotional attention, affection, and sexuality uh, for everyone on some level, on some day, in some way. Uh, these are mixed up and conflated with One another. Uh, However, with the moon making these aspects to these potent little planets, one being a centaur Chiron, one being a scattered disk object Salacia, Uh, consider uh, these subjects and uh, remember that one of the biggest themes of our time is how little people are told about sex, how little they understand about their bodies, much less the bodies of opposite-sex people. And, of course, there has been this long cover-up of our uh, ability to communicate with one another uh, using simple words and ideas to express our sexuality. And we need to get over this notion that anyone who takes any interest in sex is somehow a pervert and that the only you know, good way to handle sex is to ignore it and not talk about it. Okay, Friday, August 6th, the Moon trines Neptune at one forty-three p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, the Moon is uh, getting late in in the sign Cancer. Uh, it makes a series of rapid aspects to outer planets, beginning with that trine from uh, Cancer to Pisces uh, at one at forty-three in the afternoon. And then over the next couple of hours, it will make a square to the new planet Eris. Eris, a very important planet, discovered in uh, approximately 2005. It's about the same size as Pluto, uh, only it has a 558-year orbit compared to Pluto's 248-year orbits. Orbit's more than twice as long as that of Pluto Eris, a very big player in our time and history associated with all of this psychological and personality chaos associated with uh, totally investing ourselves in the digital realm and having had the digital wave crash over our heads. The moon, uh, it's, well, interesting, uh, it is um, also sextile Uranus, and then it is, so it's, oh, that was earlier. So that, that was, uh, cancel that, forget I said it. It was the day before. So uh, the moon will square Eris and oppose Pluto. So this is deep, intense, somewhat lonely astrology. The longing for contact, the sense of the other as potentially being emotionally distant, really it is up to you to reach out and to reach out to people who you feel uh, are are going to be responsive to you. So if you're uh, reaching to people, texting someone or calling them up and they're not responding, just give it up and go somewhere else because uh, one of the moon Pluto type uh, things that can um, let, let's say takeover consciousness is uh, the reaching for who or what is remote, distant, and unavailable, and they will probably remind you of, uh, of, of some uh, relative, possibly a close relative. Moving along with uh, for Fridays, okay, let's see. We officially out of charts for Friday, which takes us into very early in the day on Saturday. The moon ends its run through Cancer with a quincunx aspect to Jupiter. It's a 150-degree aspect. I don't really talk about those very much, but the movement of Jupiter is very important now. And so uh, this uh, overnight phase uh, includes the moon making its last aspect in the sign Cancer to Jupiter, newly arrived in Aquarius. And once again, we have uh, this tension between the seeming needs of the group and the needs of the individual. Be careful when you hear someone talk about what we're supposed to be doing for the group. Who is this person? Who elected them a spokesman for the group? There's a lot of nonstop propaganda about what we're all supposed to be doing for one another. Well, who says your idea of what we should be doing for one another is not a better idea? All right, so um, let's see. Then a little bit later in the day on Saturday a little bit later in the morning, a little bit later in the very early morning on Saturday, the moon makes its ingress into Leo at 3:31 and 16 seconds a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. This officially commences the new moon, the conjunction of the moon and the sun. Which is exact eight eight twenty one Saturday eight eight twenty one at nine fifty. Excuse me, Sunday eight eight twenty one at nine fifty. This is an important new moon uh, because it happens with the sun at the midpoint of Leo. Uh, the solstices and equinoxes are times of the year that we're all familiar with when the sun changes signs. However, right at the midpoint. Exactly 45 degrees, 45 days between the equinox and the solstice, or the solstice and the equinox, the sun reaches what is called the cross quarter point. This gives us holidays like Halloween. That's a cross quarter point called Samhain. Then there's Beltane. The cross quarter point that we're at is called Lunessa. That is known as the second planting or the first harvest. It is a harvest celebration, the first of harvest celebrations. There are several uh, commencing with the final harvest 90 days later. That is at the time of Halloween. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you with the monthly horoscope, more likely before the next edition of this program. Stay in touch.